Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Vladimir Putin holding his National Security Council meeting, directly tying the attack in Crimea to the response here, but significantly warning that more could come if Ukraine continues to attack. No indication that Ukraine will stop. I think everyone is bracing to see how this escalates. What happens next? Might be waking up to the news that Putin, and he says he ordered this on his own, uh, with the largest barrage of missile attacks all around Ukraine since the war started in retaliation to that whole bridge attack over the weekend. We'll talk more about that later, but I'm looking at the videos up on CNN. These uh, towns far from the front that haven't had any action in many months just getting rocked by missiles overnight. Be a scary way to live, man. Well, meanwhile, the Ukrainian leadership is saying, uh, yeah, we'll negotiate. Every troop needs to be out of Ukraine, and there has to be a different president of Russia. Then we're happy to talk. So not exactly bending to Putin's will. Right. A couple of things for you to know. Uh, Wall Street Journal with an interesting piece. Legal challenges to student loan forgiveness loom before midterms. GOP lawmakers and conservative groups are laying the groundwork for court battles to block Biden's executive action. So this is about to become front and center again, right before the election, which is four weeks from tomorrow, I believe. Uh, I have a feeling that this is going to end up being a net loss for the Biden White House. 
And then they thought it was going to buy them a whole bunch of votes. I think it's going to end up being a net loss as it gets more and more attention. Well, maybe. I think the coverage of the stoppage of this program, and it will be stopped sooner or later because it's utterly illegal and unconstitutional. The coverage in the vast majority of media will be mean, angry Republicans from stupid, stupid red states have snatched money out of your pockets because they're vindictive. I mean, that will be the coverage. But while we're talking legal stuff, I came across this over the weekend and I thought it was good. So last week was the first active week of the new Supreme Court term. And we got a brand new justice on the bench, Katanji Brown Jackson, who talked a lot and asked a lot of questions. And uh, a couple of people took the time to break down the way she was covered in the news by talking a lot versus the way Neil Gorsuch, a conservative judge, was covered in the news when he asked a lot of questions hmm. when he first sat down on the bench in 2017. And it's kind of funny, the side by sides. Uh for instance, when Neil Gorsuch sat down and started asking questions his first day on the bench, Time Magazine, Neil Gorsuch is already acting like he's been on the court for years, bothering his co-workers by blah, 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 blah. The New Yorker had an article, How badly is Neil Gorsuch annoying other Supreme Court justices, acting like he's been on the court for years? That's the way they treated him. Now, Katanji hmm. Brown-Jackson, deciding to ask a lot of questions, uh, with similar sorts of pub- publications saying things like, Four arguments into her new job. She's a liberal justice, if you're not up on that whole thing. First black female, is that what the historic credit is? That is correct, sir. Four arguments into her new new job. The court's first black female justice has emerged as an active, forceful questioner, willing to directly lay out her views and even take on her more conservative colleagues. She spoke more than any other justice in her first two days on the bench. Wouldn't any normal person, if they were talking, if you started a new job and, and you're sitting around at a meeting and you're talking more than anybody else, wouldn't any normal person think this is probably a mistake? Yes. You're talking more than the other people that have been there forever. Your boss, right. everyone. I'm going to take zero time to get the lay of the land and the feel of the place. I'm just taking over. <laughs> Yeah. Another uh, another article in one of your major publications. Man, Katanji Brown Jackson is good at oral arguments. And another one. Her tone is upbeat and respectful, but she is tough, no nonsense and demanding. This was an impressive debut as I've seen of a new justice in my more than 30 years of court watching. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the Gorsuch. How dare he? Angering his colleagues by talking so much in his first year. Not cool. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me so much of uh, if there's like a borderline dirty player in the NBA, like a Dennis Rodman type or Draymond Green, to cite a more uh, modern example. Uh, the kids these days just know Dennis Rodman is a strange fixture on cable TV and the occasional uh, ambassador to North Korea. He was actually a very good basketball player. But if the uh, if the worm or the Draymond is on your team, they're a hustler and they're an agitator and they play tough. If they're on the other team, they're an a-hole. <laughs> Cheating a-hole. It's just, it's just so, it's so obvious at this point. Maybe I'm just getting old and bitter. But it's like, what's the matter with you people? Everybody sees what you're doing. Well, I guess their, their left audience doesn't, per se. You know, David French wrote a, a piece for the Dispatch recently, and I disagree with David pretty frequently, but I think he's a, a man of good conscience. Uh, he was talking about the vicious right-wing trolling he gets 
um, because he's an independent voice and he's a critic of Trump and the rest of it. And how and he names names and websites and publications and stuff, and they just make stuff up out of whole cloth and or say terrible, terrible things about his wife who was molested as a child, saying that she ran around as a teenager with her minister who committed statutory rape against a 12-year-old. Take a look at your sources, where are you getting information. Try to go with a broader palette. I mean, just as a human being, I, I realize people believe what they believe, and, and it gets them excited to, to have people agree with them. I do it all the time. Um, I'm as guilty of confirmation bias as most people, I suppose. But you don't want to be used by completely immoral people for their purposes. I just, I don't want to be a tool for those people. And I recommend you try not to be too. And consider the source. Well, interesting you bringing that up. So I, I was having a question yesterday as I was watching some of the Sunday talk shows. Lots of different candidates from different races around the country being on the Republican and the Democrat. And every Republican that was on was forced to answer for Herschel Walker. Yeah. Uh, you had to answer for Trump. You had to answer for Herschel Walker. And what I couldn't understand, they all said the same thing. It was basically, well, first of all, uh, uh, Mr. Walker has denied the accusations, and I don't know what's true and what's not, but he has denied the accusation. I'm going to take him at his word, or, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, what I don't know is why, why we haven't taken that next step. We've taken so many cynical steps in modern politics. I, I was, like, telling the TV, one of, one of these Republicans who is, like, backpedaling, word-salading, trying to figure out how to handle the Herschel Walker thing, why you wouldn't just say, I think he he might have done it. I don't know. Not my kind of guy, but I'd rather have a Republican vote than a Democrat in terms of, you know, holding on to the Senate. So I would vote for him. Why isn't it besides you say that out loud? Because polling shows that's exactly what voters are doing Mm -hmm. on the left and the right. They're voting for people that they don't like personally, that they think did bad things, but they know the importance of having the numbers on their side. You need to have control of the Senate or the House. It helps you with your legislation. The voters are saying that. Why don't the candidates just now say out loud, yeah, I think Herschel Walker's a bad dad, bad guy. Wouldn't want him to raise my kids, but I'd rather have 51 Republican votes than 49. So I would vote for him. I don't think you'd yeah. get dinged for that at all. What about I, character? I, Character's important. I would like to have higher character, but uh, this is what we got, and I'd rather have the majority. I think you'd be solid on solid political ground saying that out loud in the modern times. I I agree completely. I think the answer to your question why they don't is just so many of the folks involved in politics are still pretty old school, still going with the conventional techniques and such. I would not tie myself into knots trying to defend Herschel Walker or as a Democrat trying to defend uh, what's his name in Pennsylvania for not paying his taxes or whatever. I'd just say, you know, I'd rather have a Democrat than a Republican as a Democrat. Right. Well, and it often surprises me how unprepared some of these people are for that sort of question. I mean, it's like they've never watched the mainstream media. I mean, to go with a, uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but the Democrats have spent the country into $31 trillion worth of debt. So if Herschel's going to vote to limit our insane, out-of-control spending, uh, I want him in office. We'll deal with his character. I wouldn't want my sister to date him, but I'd rather have his vote when we're trying to make the government smaller. See, you don't need to throw that one in. You don't need to. You skip it. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. It's pretty easy to see why a number of his family members begged him not to run Herschel Walker in Georgia because they knew what his life style was and they uh and i'm sure they knew it would come out and it was gonna be ugly 
Yeah, his lifestyle and his judgment and his ability to explain it. But why has not a single Democratic candidate, maybe in those very same races, how about old Raphael Warnock, has he been asked to answer for Hoodie in Pennsylvania, for instance? Has he been asked to answer for Joe Biden being clearly, uh, you know, uh, on the verge of senility? No, they never get those questions. No. How will you save America's babies and lead us to a prosperous future? That's the question you get. I also wondered with with my theory of why, why don't why don't we just take that next step of cynicism where politicians just say, yeah, you know, probably not a good guy, but I'd rather have the numbers on our side. I don't know where that leaves us, but it's honest. It's what's happening. It is what's already happening. Yeah, yeah, you're right. One more step in that argument, and it happens to be a different piece that David French wrote. He he was posing the question, um, and he quoted uh, Dana Lash talking about the Herschel Walker thing. I don't care if Herschel aborted half a dozen baby eagles. (laughs) I still want his vote in the Senate. And uh, French said, yeah, okay, but for what? And then he got into the fact that in modern politics, you don't have to ask people for their votes so you can achieve great things. All you have to do is demonize the other side and say, I'm going to stop them. Mm. And Mitch McConnell has admitted so much. If we have a legislative agenda, it's something uh, others can criticize. So we just don't. Great. Great. The only legislative agenda on the Democrat side is they'll give me stuff and let me get an abortion. (laughs) So our politics are just so bad. All it is is spiting the other side. I mean, if Kevin McCarthy gets control of the House, which is likely, and uh, the the Republicans get control of the Senate, name for me the first three things they're going to do. Can anybody? Right. Maybe, maybe repeal this and that. Uh, and, and in some cases, the, that's a legit answer. But what's their grand vision? Where are they taking us? Stop wokeism. Stop CRT. Stop something Th- else. That's good. That's which, good. I'm, which I'm for. 100%. 100%. But it's all stopping the other side. Hmm. It's not a positive vision. And, and the left is every bit as bad. I'm not singling out the right. Um, but it's, it's weird, weird times politically. You know that already, obviously. The number one geopolitical story in the world, if you didn't have the war in Ukraine, would be what's going on in Iran, where they're having their biggest protests in the history of that country, or the history of the, you know, since 79, the modern version of it. Man, those people are willing to willing to risk it all out there in the streets. And they're getting cracked on good. Maybe we'll talk more about that later, among other things. Xi Jinping looking at an unprecedented third term. Chris Wallace talked to Bill Maher about the state of the news industry. Really interesting conversation. We can feature some of that. Cool. All good stuff. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Buck Showalter is walking onto the field. And the umpires get together and talk about it. Generally, you want to check the pitcher for something. They're checking the glove of Musgrove. They'll look at the hat, checking his ears. Pretty thorough search. And that's wow. Appears to have yielded nothing. When I looked at that, I don't like people touching my face. I just hope Alfonso washed his hands before he did that. Yeah, that was Come on a- now. 
That was an oogie video. I mean, I didn't I, I didn't follow the game at all. I know the New York Mets won 100-some games and got booted out by the Padres yesterday. But, uh, so you had that picture for the Padres, and somebody said he must be putting something on the ball. And so the umpires are up there. This is the funny part of the video that got my attention. They're out there rubbing his ears in kind of a weird, oh, lovingly, oh, oh. fetishy sort of way. Oh. Like they're, they're, they're rubbing him between like thumb and finger, just like got, got his earlobes, and they're rubbing him on both sides. And just like, looks- like they're lovers, or he's a Labrador retriever? Yeah. It was so bizarre. Yes, it was. And so grotesque. It was very odd. I don't like people right. touching my face either, unless we are, uh, oh, you know, a, a grown very... man rubbing on my ears. <laughs> Pretty Thank funny video. Know. Wow. Well, and then uh, the fellow in, in question, uh, Joe Musgrove, uh, was not pleased, evidently. Clip 11, Michael. Joe Musgrove gesturing to the Mets dugout. Whoa. You know what? I'd rather lay. I'd rather have that group in that dugout just stay asleep the way he's been, as nasty as been in on the mound. Why even try to wake him up? I think what we saw is that man, Joe Musgrove, show up tonight ready to play, ready to pitch. Yeah, he uh, made a gesture that is, is, its meaning has to do with a bizarre and unsanitary uh, fringe practice, sexually speaking. There's no way to describe it on the air. None. It's... Uh, Unfortunate. Well, he's upset because people were rubbing on his ears. <laughs> National television. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> Stop rubbing my ears. It's weird. <laughs> Did his hind legs start shaking? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> so the Mets, which is short for the Metropolitans, uh, out of the playoffs. Dang. There you go. Haven't really been following the baseball this year. I don't even know why. They've given out the the uh, Nobel Prize for Economics went to Ben Bernanke, who you remember was Fed chairman and some other dude. Uh, the Nobel Prize for Economics, if you don't know, this goes to a specific thing you did, not a lifetime achievement award like a lot of the other awards. But the only reason I bring it up is uh, a little later we should play a clip from Face the Nation. They had an economic expert on to talk about the economy and the current Fed, and he said the current Fed, chaired by, what's his name, old dude? Jerome Powell. Jerome Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, has made two historic blunders that will be discussed in economics history books for decades to come. Wow. Which I thought was pretty major thing to hear on Face the Nation. Well, luckily they don't have vast, far-reaching powers over all of us economically. Oh, wait, yes, they do. Right. That's a weird segment of our governmental system in that, uh, you know, they're not voted for and they have so much power. Over the economy. Yeah, plenty of folks are not comfortable with that, and haven't been. Ron Paul won to audit the Fed. So the main thing this dude said that, and I've heard a couple other people echo it, is so there are economic numbers coming out this week, I think even tomorrow, that will likely show inflation either flattening or going down, and that's going to be the headline that everybody runs with. Inflation's down, good news, everybody. And uh, the smart people are saying that's not the story. The story is, of course, inflation is going down. The the the, the Fed has raised interest rates so much to choke off the economy. The question is, how much pain are we going to go through having choked off the economy to get the inflation to go down? And that remains to be seen. Is it going to be a mm-hmm. little or a lot? And it might be a lot. That's the question, not is it going up or down at this point. Right. And do they know enough to take their foot off the brake at the right time? Well, they've already admitted they don't. It's a guessing game.
Yeah, so it could be uh, an ugly year next year. Iran, Russia, and a bunch of other stuff on the way. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Dozens of Russian missiles hitting Ukraine overnight in cities all across the country, including in the east where they hadn't, or in the west rather, when they hadn't had any uh, real war happening for a while in Ukraine. Putin is threatening even a tougher response in case of further Ukrainian terrorist acts, which is what he's calling that attack on the bridge that happened over the weekend. I uh, don't think there's a chance Ukraine backs down from any plans they have, so. More on that well, later. Oh, no. No. It's, there's practically zero chance of that. So, yeah. Uh, I think hour three of the show is going to be a blockbuster. We have so much good stuff to get to. We'll squeeze it all in if we can. I would love, particularly for Cal Unicornians, to read the entire New York Times article entitled How California's Bullet Train Went Off the Rails that many, many folks have sent us links to. We've seen it. Thank you. It is so good and so well-written from the infamously biased New York Times, it, it makes me remember when journalists held their principles above their party. America's first experiment with high-speed rail has become a multi-billion dollar nightmare. 
Political compromises created a project so expensive that almost no one knows how it can be built as originally envisioned. Construction of the high-speed rail system is costing just under $2 million a day, et cetera, et cetera. $2 million a day. Wow. Which is not nearly enough, but we'll get to that. Uh, Building the nation's first bullet train, which would connect L.A. and San Francisco and zoom back and forth in two hours and 40 minutes or so. It hasn't been that in so long. The first part of this article is uh, pointing out that the design for the nation's most ambitious infrastructure project was never based on the easiest or most direct route. Instead, the train's path out of Los Angeles was diverted across the second mountain range to the rapidly growing suburbs of the Mojave Desert, a route whose most salient advantage appears to be that it ran through the district of a powerful L.A. County supervisor. Oh, boy. And they go into how that detour which was sold to the various boards in charge. Well, a lot of riders out there. It'll increase ridership. It cost billions of extra dollars and was mostly just a political uh, horse trading deal. Uh, and, and again, we'll have a link at armstrongandgetty.com so you can read the whole thing. I'm just going to touch on some highlights. Um The pros and cons of these routing choices, and they mentioned a couple more, have been debated for years. Only now, though, is it becoming apparently apparent how costly the political choices have been. Collectively, they turned a project that might have been built more quickly and cheaply into a behemoth so expensive that without a major new source of funding, there is little chance it can ever reach its original goal of connecting California's two biggest metro areas in two hours and 40 minutes. I need to quote a tweet that I saw. I could have said this myself, but I didn't. Quote away. There are 334 million Americans, and 333,990,000 of us knew that. <laughs> the other 10,000 run everything. Wow. Yes, we are. Uh, so, you know, most people in the country probably haven't been paying attention to this all, but we've been saying this since day one, more or less. It'll yep. never be built. You're never riding this train. It's not a high, it hasn't been a high speed train for a very long time. The Radio Ranch, if you're not familiar with this, where the show originates from, is a 10-minute drive from the capital of Cal Unicornia. Ten minutes. We've met Gavin Newsom. We used to hang out with Arnold Schwarzenegger all the time. Well, a couple times. Um, And so our howlings are well-known in the capital. And people like us. and, 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 And editorialists and the rest of it. This righteous howling of anger over this project has been going on practically since its inception, and they have ignored it. I've called it the greatest theft of taxpayer money in the history of, of the country. Probably. It may well be. Probably. All right, so this is, this is tragic comic right now. Again, from the New York Times, God bless them. <clears throat> when California voters first approved a bond issue for the project in 2008, stupid, stupid voters, the rail line <laughs> was to be completed by two years ago, wow. as we speak. Really enjoying by 2020. The, really enjoying the riding the high-speed rail back and forth. I probably still would have flown southwest, but anyway. And the cost was seemed astronomical at the time, $33 billion. So finished in 2020 for $33 billion. But it was considered worthwhile, blah, 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 carbon emissions, endless web of freeways, blah, blah, blah. Fourteen years later, construction is now underway on part of a 171-mile starter line connecting a few medium-sized cities in the middle of California that from Fresno to Modesto or whatever it is, a starter line, they've promised it'll be done in 2030. That's just the tiny middle part. 
So not the entire thing in 2020, the tiny middle part for 2030, but few expect that to be a realistic goal. They don't think they can do it. Meanwhile, the costs. When the California High-Speed Rail Authority issued its new 2022 draft business plan in February, it estimated an ultimate cost as high as not $33 billion, but $105 billion. But only weeks later, the final plan came out, and it was $113 billion. And I've said a hundred times, if they ever finish this thing, it will be well over $200 billion. And I think that's probably conservative at this point. And the rail authority itself has said it's accelerated the pace of construction on the starter system, but at the current spending rate of $1.8 million a day, according to projections widely used by engineers and project managers, the train could not be completed in this century. Not what? In this century for $300 billion. And, and the other so part... So we'll have the technology of the 19th century transporting Californians across the state in the 22nd century? Yes. Yeah. If it ever happens. Although, you know, and here's why I get my comeuppance. The idea that the taxpayers and the next three, four, five generations of taxpayers would continue to allow themselves to be bilked, that's beyond even my cynicism to imagine. So the other part of this article that's great and devastating is they go back to all of the chairmen of the project and talk to them, or almost all of them. That's great. Yeah. Said Michael Tenenbaum, a former Wall Street investment banker, was the first chairman 20 years ago. I was totally naive when I took the job. I spent my time and didn't succeed. I realized the system didn't work. I just wasn't smart enough. I don't know how they could build it now. Dan Richard, longest-serving rail chairman, said the plan was a strategic mistake. An initial line between L.A. and San Diego would have made more sense. Start there. Quentin Kopp, another former rail chairman who served uh, as state senator and superior court judge, said the system would be running today, but for the many bad political decisions that have made it almost impossible to build, I don't think it's an existing project. It's a loser, he says. I, I remember when NPR did some great reporting on this just a couple of weeks ago where they were interviewing people in the in the area's you know, the nonsensical areas where they're actually, in theory, building the track. Mm-hmm. And billions and billions of dollars have been thrown into these not very highly populated towns and counties. And they couldn't find anybody who said, I know somebody, I've gotten any money. I know somebody who's gotten any money. They couldn't come across anybody that's benefited wow. from all that money being spent. So it's a pretty narrow group of people receiving this money, I guess. Oh, clearly, clearly. And it's the politically connected. But, um, a couple more things. We got a minute. Yeah, I mean, this is just so good, the reporting, and it's so in-depth. The state was warned repeatedly its plans were too complex. SNCF, the French National Railroad, was among bullet train operators from Europe and Japan that came to California in the early 2000s with hopes of getting the contract to help developing this to develop the system. The company's recommendations for a direct route out of L.A. and a focus on moving people between L.A. and San Francisco were cast aside said Dan McNamara, a career project manager for that company. The company pulled out a couple of years later. There were so many things they that went wrong. SNCF was very angry. They told the state they were leaving for North Africa, which was less politically dysfunctional. North Africa is less politically dysfunctional than California. They went to Morocco and helped them build a rail system. Morocco's bullet train started service in 2018. 
I'm sure there are uh, a, a number of people who actually believed, who were involved in the project and actually believed they were going to build high-speed rail, the first really workable high-speed rail in America. We are going to be like France or Japan or whatever and, and uh, show it off in California. But I'd like to know how many people knew from the get-go this is never going to happen. So, so th- th- what this is all about is the money is going to get spent. Let's make sure it gets spent on people that are friendly to us. I'd like right. to know how many people had that mindset because they were correct. Yeah, I, I um, when those billions of dollars get spent on these projects, they go to somebody. Yeah, yeah, many somebodies. Well, and they they go into a bunch of uh, like subsections on various routes that were instead of the most efficient and good for the system, constantly were used as rewards to politicians. I mean, Interstate 5, West Coasters are more than familiar with I-5. It runs up and down the coast, much as I-95 does in the east. Um, And they could have laid the tracks right along I-5. But no, the people in the other side of the Central Valley, the more populated parts, said, no, 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 we wanted to run through our town. And so they said, yeah, all right, it's going to be way more expensive and complicated. I mean, buying the land is undoable in California. Never mind building the freaking thing. And so they're trying to go through, like, rich agricultural land and more populated. It's just, it's insane. Every aspect of it is crazy. Getting back to your question, Jack, I'm not sure if people actually knew there's no way that this could possibly be built. But whether they are naive or greedy greedy or politically, uh, you know, dirty or whatever, they just made decision after decision after decision. That rendered it impossible to build. Well, the, one of the reasons we were so down on it early on, remember when, this is after the voters approved it, remember when the information came out that their estimates for how many people would ride it and all these different oh, things right. were based on just the most fantastical numbers you could imagine. They were coming up with estimates of numbers of riders and what the price of gas would be and all kinds of these different things that were just never going to occur. Right, right. The original numbers were... Utter fantasy. It's been fraud from the beginning. Because if you live in other parts of the country and, and don't know this, you can fly back and forth between San Francisco and L.A. Actually, if you if you book your flying ahead of time on Southwest, it can be like 80 bucks each direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are flights every hour, all day, every day. Well, too much carbon emission there, Jack. We need the bullet train. So it would have to be something that's better than that alternative. Mm-hmm. significantly better for people to want to ride the train that would be slower. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, it is. How much it, carbon is being churned out uh, by the construction in the middle of the state right now? There's a question for you. One of the great thefts of taxpayers in history. It is absolutely amazing. It's the sort of thing. So there are going to be, there's going to be, a, what, 100 miles of track out there in the middle of nowhere that might not get used at all. If it does get used, it's going to be for some sort of train that people ride is like... Um, School field trips or something. I don't know. Tourists, I don't know. But but it'll be like the monuments to communism that you that 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 exist, where they build buildings that nobody works in, or train tracks that nobody rides on, or that sort of thing. You wouldn't think that could happen in a democracy, but it's happening in California. Thanks we'll have for the... taking my money. That's exactly right. That's right, sweetheart. Uh, we've got the link for you at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. We'll get it up there right away if you want to read the whole thing. It's weirdly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, nice job from the New York Times making that yeah. uh, uh, available for everyone in the country. A lot more on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think I'm going to get the new Apple Watch 8 Ultra because all my uh, scuba diving and mountain climbing and bear wrestling. Yeah. Uh, But mostly because I was reading about the battery life. The guy, you can wear it for like two days without charging it. You know, the current Apple Watch, you have to put it on your charger every night, which kind of renders the whole sleep stuff that it does useless. Because you got to charge your watch all the time. And I kind of want to have the sleep monitoring, see how much good sleep I'm getting at night. But anyway. You know, I've long admired your uh, scuba diving and your bear wrestling. But on that day you scuba wrestled a bear, I mean, that was just, that was some daring do. I mean, his ripping claws goes through your air hose, you're dead, but you, you took them on. <laughs> the reason I bring up the uh, the Apple products is the, their iPhone 14, which I'm holding in my hand, has the a new emergency sensor stuff that can tell if you've been in a car crash. And so if you get in a car wreck, it like alerts your family members so that they know you've been in a car wreck. Well, this has not worked out the way they were hoping. And for a lot of people, we brought you the story a week or so ago about the guy who he would... I see a lot of people do this. He had his phone on a little... Uh, stand on his motorcycle so you can use the gps or whatever mm-hmm. and uh it fell off and so his phone fell off on the road he lost it he didn't think much of it well it automatically contacted his girlfriend told him he'd been in a, a car wreck 
She couldn't get a hold of him, assumed he was dead or in a hospital. She was like oh. driving hours to come meet him and alerted oh. his family and all these different things. This is happening now with people who ride roller coasters. The Apple installed the gyroscopic sensors and high G <laughs> acceler- accelerometers that detect if you've been in a car crash are being set off on all kinds of things that have jerky movements and turbulence. Um, well, what uh, if you're just a clumsy idiot like me? It has caused, I trust the damn thing. It has caused emergency responders to be sent to roller coasters and things like that. Well, if being I was con- on it, you'd need it <laughs> just <laughs> to clean up all the vomit. <laughs> Authorities have been dispatched to Kings Island six times over false crash detection. That's a, a an amusement park with a big roller coaster. Since the phones first went on sale on September 16th, according to the Wall Street Journal. The phone or watch will send an automated message to the nearest police station saying the owner of this iPhone was in a severe crash and is not responding to their phone. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, obviously, this is not going to uh, continue very long in its current form. Yes, look for so, an update soon. But the upside of technology, a technology that I realize has been around for a little while that I'd never used, so I'm home yesterday. And a woman that I've seen around the neighborhood uh, comes walking around the corner. I go out to the driveway. I see her walking around the corner, and she had a panicked look on her face. I've never spoken to this person before, but I could tell something was wrong. She's walking fast and has a bad look on her face. And I said, are you okay? And she starts speaking in Spanish. I didn't realize she didn't speak English. And uh, I come to figure out that the old guy I've seen her walking with and assumed that she was his nurse, uh, she is his nurse, very old guy, is missing. And that's why she's walking around real fast in the neighborhood with a panicked look on her face. He had somehow gotten out of the house and had been missing for an hour. So I get into a conversation with her, and and I don't speak a lick of English. I mean, I I said enchilada. I said... (laughs) You mean Spanish. Spanish. What did I say? Michael, get that isolated as soon as... You said English. You said, I don't speak a lick of English. I said enchilada, I said del Toro, I said a number of different things. but And that didn't help? It didn't help. Anyway, she whips out her phone, and she's got the translator thing, and she started talking to it. Then she'd hold it up to me, and I'd read it, and then I'd talk, and then she'd read it. It worked fantastic. I'd never used that before. Yeah, I've heard of people using it while they travel, and it being an enormous aid. Oh, it's a a new world for that sort of thing. God, I wish I'd have had that when I was in Russia and couldn't get a cup of coffee or use the bathroom. Or get on the train. Probably um, good you couldn't get a cup of coffee if you couldn't use the bathroom. But it was it was awesome how well it worked. And we would have been, I don't know, what would have happened if we hadn't had that? And uh, anyway, here's an interesting thing. It was like foreshadowing in a movie. So I'm driving the kids home from going to the, the, the jumpnasium, the, tra- the trampoline park. We're driving home, and, uh, and there's like a fire truck and a uh, 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 an EMT there, kind of like a block from where I live. Like, I wonder what's going on there. And they were actually hosing off the sidewalk, and I said, oh. that's not a good sign. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, if it's a movie, and you see the ambulance, and then like an hour later, you find out there's an old man missing, you put two and two together, and it turns out he had uh, he had fallen and uh, broke his nose, and they oh, no. took him to the emergency room. Poor old fellow. And uh, apparently he's okay, but I was able to, with her telling me what was going on, I thought, oh, that that's right, the EMT that I saw around the corner. I called 911. They, she told me the name. They said, yeah, we got a guy by that name. He's at this emergency room. I called the emergency room, find somebody who speaks Spanish. Put it all together. It all comes wow, together. And she you. goes she goes and uh, gets the guy. But, uh, yeah, it would have been a mess if I hadn't like just happened to see that. 
label this segment Jack Armstrong bilingual hero. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, the uh, I assume it was Google Translate. I hate to say anything nice about Google ever, but uh, it's an amazing tool. Yeah! Yeah, it's freaking fantastic. God dang it. I would be comfortable traveling anywhere now with that. It's, it worked so well. I was, I'd heard about it, but figured it was kind of cumbersome or whatever. No, it was just easy as could be. Fantastic. Boy, Meta, the Facebook company's in trouble. We'll talk about that next hour. Plus, uh, Chris Wallace, really interesting discussion with Bill Maher. If you can't stick around, grab the podcast later. Armstrong and Getty. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.